0: I hope that we can really be a North Star for the rest of the country and make sure that we have a sustainable environment.
1: Minnesota Governor Tim Walz signed a bill this month requiring 100 percent carbon-free electricity in Minnesota by 2040. The new law requires Minnesota to produce carbon-free energy from sources like nuclear, wind and solar power. Minnesota now joins ten other states with similar laws on the books. So, how will Minnesota get to that 100% carbon-free goal? Minnesota Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan is here to discuss the new law. Hi, Lieutenant Governor. Welcome to Climate Cast.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Paul. I'm happy to be here.
1: So let's start with where we are now. Minnesota already produces about 25% of our electricity from renewables. And that's faster than many thought it could happen, but it's a long way from one hundred percent carbon free. Can we really get there in seventeen years?
0: I have absolute confidence uh, that we can get there, and frankly, we need to get there. Climate change is an existential threat, and it threatens many of the things that you know we love about Minnesota and you know the rest of the world so Two weeks ago, we learned that Minnesota's greenhouse gas emissions declined by 23 percent between 2005 and 2020. And that's really thanks to the steps that Minnesotans have taken to reduce emissions. But we know that there's a lot more action that we can take.
1: Well, let's talk about how we get it done, the mechanics, if you will. What does the energy mix need to look like in Minnesota, given current and developing technology, to get us to 100 percent carbon free?
0: Sure. So, you know, the bill establishes a, a standard for utilities to supply customers with electricity generated or procured from carbon free resources, as you said. Um, beginning at an e- amount equal to 80 percent of retail sales for public utility customers in Minnesota in 2030 and increasing um, every five years to reach the 100 percent for electric utilities by 2040. The bill also requires that by 2035, an amount equal to at least 55 percent of an electric utility's total retail electrical sales to customers in Minnesota must be generated or procured from eligible technologies, which of course includes solar, wind, certain um, hydroelectric, certain hydrogen, and certain biomass uh, technologies.
1: What are the economic benefits of this plan? How should Minnesotans think about that?
0: So our budget invests in everything from agriculture to workforce training to uh, clean energy jobs to make sure that Minnesota continues to be competitive in the global economy and ultimately a destination uh, to live and to work and to to raise a family. We put forward $114 million for the state competitiveness fund to unlock billions of dollars in the federal funding available through the Infrastructure Act and Inflation Reduction Act. So that means providing critical state resources to match federal funds and to help with technical assistance and grant writing for rural, tribal, and uh, disadvantaged communities so that Minnesota can compete for multiple energy-related grants. We also have a proposal for pre-weatherization and workforce training, um, which will invest in improving homes to be safe and warm and grow clean energy there's $3 million to grow apprenticeship opportunities for clean energy. So I think that Minnesotans will really see uh, the benefits um, in the short term, but also just in the long term of the sustainability of our states and our economy.
1: Lieutenant Governor, let's talk about those jobs you mentioned. Uh, we've seen an increase in wind uh, energy techs, uh, solar technicians, even port workers at Duluth, where these big wind turbines are coming in. How many more and what kind of jobs can this transition create in Minnesota over the next 17 years?
0: This funding is going to enable registered apprenticeship programs to purchase equipment and provide training to grow apprenticeship skills and upskill incumbent workers in in clean technologies. Additionally, the the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development, or DEED, and Excel Energy announced last week um, the recipients of their Power Up program, which will provide training and job placement uh, to, to meet clean energy transition needs. Through these training and job apprenticeship programs, Seed and Excel Energy aim to increase the diversity of the energy-related and trades workforce through outreach to uh, communities of color, uh, to, to veterans, to women, uh, to tribal communities. So I'm really excited about that, that outreach and, and equity piece that's a part of this as well.
1: We've talked a little about the benefits of uh, investing in clean energy. What about the costs to us as ratepayers and taxpayers? I know solar energy is now the cheapest form of electricity in history in many installations. Uh, how do those costs and benefits translate out for us?
0: Well, I think, you know, right now we are in a really great uh, financial spot as a, as a state. We have an opportunity to, to make a lot of these investments. You know, my hope is that in, in doing that will that will keep uh, you know costs to to consumers low. We'll continue to work in in partnership right with the public utilities uh, committee to commission to make sure that um, you know, these costs are not getting passed on to consumers, but ultimately, the cost of not doing anything um, is really too great. It's more expensive to taxpayers and more expensive to utility companies to sit and do nothing. Our 2040 plan, along with the, the additional investments in uh, our One Minnesota budget, I think ultimately in the long run um, will help Minnesota's economy. Uh, Minnesotans in in general. And I hope that we can really be a North Star for the rest of the country and how to do this and and do it well and make sure that we have a sustainable environment into the future for our our children and our, our grandchildren.
1: Lieutenant Governor, what kind of feedback have you and the governor received from the plan so far?
0: You know, the feedback that I have heard from um, from Minnesotans is incredibly positive. They have been asking for us to do something um, now that we have uh, a legislature in both the, the House and Senate that are aligned in making sure that we are working to mitigate climate change as much as possible in Minnesota, uh, that it really feels like we have a lot of forward momentum where I hope that people can can breathe a little easier, um, both figuratively and literally, um, in knowing that uh, Minnesota is taking some really important steps, um, and that we can actually tackle this, um, working together across lines of difference, and and they can they can be hopeful about our future.
1: Minnesota Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, thanks so much for sharing your perspective on Climate Cast today. Thanks so much, Paul. That's Climate Cast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Huttner.